What is the Great Reset? Ave Maria, this is Father David Nix. I'm going to tell you what I learned from Dave Cullen and some others. We're going to go in reverse order. Aristotle said, first in intention is last in execution. Now, the Great Reset is supposed to be a great economic and social reset that really sets the whole world on a new track. The term that you're going to hear the most is sustainable and inclusive environments. Those are the two key words to listen to, sustainable and inclusive. This comes from groups like the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund. Very important people like Klaus Schwab will use these terms. They want to reset the whole globe, and they essentially want a transhuman transition of all men and women and children on this planet. Now, who would not want something that is sustainable and inclusive? Of course, these are uh, good terms. But as we're going to see in reverse order, this is F. How do they get there? Well, we got to go up to E. Controlled world of smaller numbers of perfect people. That's how they get to a sustainable and inclusive environment. Now, D to E is going to be very important. We're going to come back to that as we go in the right order. But again, the first in intention is last in execution, according to Aristotle. So let's see, how do we get to a controlled world of smaller numbers of perfect people? What we have here is social distancing, a social and health credit system, and the vaccination. You can probably see how these three things lead to smaller numbers of perfect people. But we'll get to that in a minute. So social distancing, social credit system, and health system, and the vaccination helps the people who are looking at this great reset control the world and have smaller numbers of people that really follow their rules so they get to a sustainable and inclusive environment. So the really important thing we're going to look at in a minute is D to E. But how do we get to social distancing, a social health credit system that is global, and a global vaccine? We get there through behavior modification and health IDs. Health IDs are things that are now kept on people's phones in Ireland and soon to be other places where they track if you've had COVID, if you've had exposures to COVID, and if you've had vaccinations to COVID. Now, the funny thing is in Ireland, and I get this from Dave Cullen, the health IDs get rejuvenated or restarted after you've already been exposed to COVID and assumedly in the future after you've had a vaccination, which is very funny because apparently it doesn't matter if you've had it. You have to go through the whole system again when your health ID restarts, which is not how a virus works. So that should be a tip off to a lot of people. But again, behavior modification leads to social distancing. Health IDs lead to social and health credit and vaccinations we're going to get to. Now, how did we get to behavior modification and health IDs. Yuri Besman, and again, I get this from Dave Cullen, he talks about the four stages of totalitarianism. Demoralization leads to dehumanization, leads to a crisis, finally leads to a normalization, but that normalization, unfortunately, leads to a global behavior modification and, again, health IDs that is essentially accepted by everybody. Now, all of this has to get tipped off by fear. Originally, the fear that people were trying was fear of the environment failing us, fear of trashing the oceans, fear of too many Starbucks cups in our ponds. But people were selfish, and they were going to keep their Starbucks coming. So 
they had to find something else for us to fear. Now, there is some decent evidence that the very people who made coronavirus in a Wuhan lab were also the same people who would eventually front as the ones who would have this vaccine. I can't prove that on this video, but the point is, we know the whole world lives in fear of coronavirus, or most of the world. This fear of coronavirus then led to, here's the four steps of totalitarianism, shaming. What we now see coming out of governments is it's your fault if we're still on lockdown. It's your fault if by Christmas you cannot have dinner with your family because you did not wear the mask, you did not socially distance, and we now have this problem of an increase in coronaviruses because of you. This leads to dehumanization. That's where we have the masks. The faces, obviously, besides the intellect and the will, the, the invisible faculties, the face is the number one reflection of the image of God. And to cover that is a dehumanization. We don't know what people look like. We don't know what they're thinking now. Not that we knew what they were thinking, but um, it's hard to uh, read people only by their eyes. Crisis. Why do I have case-demic case there? Case-demic is an important term because what we now have in places all over the globe is studies and tests of coronavirus. But these tests of coronavirus are simply testing if you've had one of the many coronaviruses come through your system. See, COVID-19 is just one of many coronaviruses. So what they're doing is they're testing to see if you've ever had a coronavirus, which tons of us have had tons of coronaviruses go through our system, and if you have the antibodies for it. So we have what in science is called a lot of irrelevant positives. So we have tons of people with coronavirus, or at least the antibodies for numerous <laughs> coronaviruses, but this explains why no one's dying of it. So we have a case-demic, not a pandemic. But still, people are afraid of these numbers, and they are willing to live in a new normalization. That is the new normal of the masks and the social distancing and the shaming where we are willing to give ourselves over to this new health system. So the new normal is now behavior modification that we accept and health IDs that's either going to be on our phones or worse. But already we have, even for the people who think it's a conspiracy theory of the whole chip in the hand or the chip in the brain or whatever, there are already places like Ireland that have the health IDs on the phones. And it doesn't matter if you've had COVID. That gets rejuvenated or restarted uh, so that they can tell where you are, who you've been exposed to, who you are with. Uh, even churches in the United States now have what's called contact tracing. Contact tracing is obviously when they uh, keep track of where you are and who you are and who you've been around. Okay, so this leads to, as we said before, social distancing, but permanent social distancing. As I've said on previous podcasts, Milwaukee EMS reported in March of 2000. 20 or no, either April of 2020, maybe it was May, um, Milwaukee EMS reported 50% increase in, in overdoses and 80% increase in suicides. So social distancing is already leading to many, many, many more deaths than coronavirus did. Then we have the social and health credit system. This is essentially a surveillance state where you get ranked on your inclusivity and your health. Are you following the rules of social distancing? Are you wearing the mask? Are you not offending various groups? Uh, obviously, health IDs is very tied to the vaccination. One of the things we have to wonder about is the fact that Bill Gates is working on this. 
Now, by the way, I've seen the numbers for this and most, literally most of the animals who are going through the vaccination trials are going through uh, severe reactions to it. And most of the humans are going through severe reactions to it. Bill Gates has been kicked out of Africa by the African bishops and other people there because of his work on sterilization, contraception. Um, and then India has also kicked him out. The fact he's working on this vaccine and that he has projected 9 billion people onto this planet and he wants to reduce that by several billion should give everybody pause. And I'm not exaggerating. He wants to reduce the population by several billion people. And the guy who has publicly said he wants to reduce the world's population by several billion people is the one who wants to have us have a vaccine, socially distance, and that there has to be tracking, even if he's not admitting the whole, you know, digital tracking in the brain. He does want some accountability system. This leads us to, boom, controlled world of smaller numbers of perfect people. This is the huge switch you got to watch. D to E, social distancing, social and health credit, which the government monitors, and the vaccine that the government wanted. And again, this is this is international leads to a small group of people controlling the world with smaller numbers or ensuring that there are smaller numbers of perfect people. That's called eugenics. Now, they say ultimately this is for a sustainable and inclusive environments, uh, both green environments in the world and environments in universities and uh, neighborhoods and everything. This is what they claim is the end goal but essentially the end goal is really controlled world of smaller numbers of perfect people. So why is this so important in the election season? Well, even though Trump is pro-vaccine, he's not for a forced vaccine. And the very fact that Trump is not for a forced vaccine as well as about a dozen other reasons, the fact that he still stands for freedom, when we have all seven continents that have fallen for this totalitarianism of what has led to or will lead to a controlled world of smaller numbers of perfect people, he is the last lynch linchpin to be removed. Now, I don't agree with the fact that Trump has played into some of this fear on coronavirus, but... If you look at all the democratic cities and the states, the more liberal it is, the more there is shaming with the uh, social distancing, shaming for anyone who doesn't uh, follow the new rules, um, dehumanization of the masks. As I mentioned earlier, the case demic of this crisis, nobody's dying. There's no one filling the gutters with dead bodies. The hospital systems have been proven to not be overwhelmed. Countries like the UK and Italy have literally admitted to over-reporting on the deaths for coronavirus, but it doesn't matter because it's led to the normalization of this new normal, which is exactly what totalitarianism wants to do. Fear, behavior modification, and a new tracking system, a new social credit in this surveillance state, which includes permanent social distancing leading to tons of suicides, social and health credit where they monitor us just like they do in China. China's in a surveillance system and the vaccine coming from a man who wants to reduce the world population by billions, which he has promised to do. And this brings us to the same old thing, 
that all the big time people like Stalin do is control and exterminate. All under the name of sustainable and inclusive environment. So if you want to listen for his names like Soros, Gates, Fauci, and Klaus Schwab. Now, a couple thoughts on the, uh, the election here. Trump is the very last linchpin to be removed so that this final totalitarian overreach of a surveillance state can take place and reduce us by the billions. That's essentially what's at stake here. Trump is the last person who's going to stand against this great reset. And a couple last thoughts. I was at Mass the other day, and I heard a priest talk about, on the Feast of Christ the King, the reason why we have so many people rebelling against their nature, and you think of the transhuman stuff, the transsexual stuff, all that stuff, isn't because they're against Republicans or Trump. It's a revolution against God. If you can't see what I wrote there, that's, that's a revolution against God. People do not want order, and people do not want the way that we've been created, precisely because they are in the final rebellion against God. Now, Trump's no saint. He's not a Catholic. He's probably not in sanctifying grace. He certainly is not any second Messiah. But he does stand for law and order. And if people can't even stand the order of man being man and woman being woman, then anyone who stands for order against this transhuman attempt to reduce us into, quote-unquote, sustainable and inclusive environments via a controlled rule of smaller numbers, via a social and health credit system that is controlled by a very small group of people, then we can kind of start to understand why there's a revolution against God that he didn't make us right the first place. This is why we need a great reset according to them. God did not make us right in the first place, and we need a great reset. My last thought on this is, if you can see what I wrote there, but the bad world's changing into the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. If we lose this battle... If the Great Reset starts to happen, part of me can't help but think, well, with all the contraception, sterilization, and abortion in the world, perhaps wiping this out won't bring us to our knees begging for the vaccine, but will bring us to our knees begging for God. In other words, this bad world, maybe we shouldn't be so sad to see it hit into a reset. Because the last thing that we'll ever reach for is God. And if you look at what Mary promised at Fatima, that's what I mean by T-I-H-M there, Mary said, in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. This is why we call it the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Would it be that bad if this bad world were set into a worse world in the Great Reset and that turned out to be God's Great Reset? On the other hand, to give the power to people who just simply want to control the world and make us reduce our population by the billions via vaccine, via suicides, and via a totalitarianism that is probably a soft totalitarianism based on a social and health credit, all in all, we need to stop this. And this is exactly why in this election week, we need to realize that you have to put aside on who to vote for, simply personalities, who tweets in a nice or a mean way and realize only one of these two candidates will stand against a soft totalitarianism that ultimately wants to 
effect a eugenic genocide that will lead to billions of people lost, already lost through suicides, under soft totalitarianism that is already rearing its head. This is the key here, DDE. Social distancing, the social health credit system, and the vaccination is essentially to lead to a controlled world of smaller numbers of people, and they want them to be a perfect people. Sound familiar? Sound like any of the issues of the 20th century? The difference is it's going to make the 20th century look like a walk in the park when you consider millions were wiped out by Stalin and Hitler. These guys are talking about billions. They want to reset the planet so that they have a perfect amount of people. And they can only do that through fear, shaming, dehumanization, a false crisis, a new normal, behavior modifications, health IDs, a surveillance state based on social distancing, social health credit, a vaccine for a disease killing nearly nobody. As I've mentioned before, UCLA and Stanford showed that for those age 50 to 63, you have a 1 in 19 million chance of dying of coronavirus. But you now have an over 80% chance of dying of suicide under this lockdown. So already they are accomplishing their goal of wiping us out. All in the name of a sustainable, inclusive environment. But essentially, the suicides, the vaccines, the control, the social health credit system is to lead to an international genocide where all people are controlled in the name of a sustainable and inclusive environment. This is the great reset they want. They want to reset the economics. They want to reset anthropology. They want to reset theology. But they have to take our freedom for that to happen. And they know very well, this is why they are in cahoots with China and why China is controlling Biden, that Trump is the last person. That doesn't mean he's a saint. Doesn't mean he is uh, living in sanctifying grace, but he is the last linchpin for the people in the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund to remove lest they be prevented from controlling the world and affecting a eugenic genocide that wipes out millions. God bless you.